most business owners are focused on the wrong ROI. And what I mean by that is most business owners have this idea that what I've got to go get is return on investment. Return on investment is why I started this business to begin with. And what this entire experience taught me throughout my life and through my own experiences is that the truly successful businesses, the true opportunity is to focus on the right ROI, which is return on intention. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Backstage Business. Today, I have Eric Dunavant. He is an entrepreneur and the founder of Paradigm, which is a business that creates intentional transformation for families and businesses by guiding them to discover the greatness, growth, governance, and generosity within them. Oh, it's such a powerful episode, especially if you are one of those people who knows that taking care of yourself, being connected with your family is all really important and you'll tell other people to do that, but you don't quite do it yourself. We're talking about that today. We're also talking about how much of an impact you can actually have on your employees so that they are showing up, feeling very purpose-driven, having intention, and really feeling motivated about what they're doing every day. And also how to take the pressure off of it being just you that makes them feel that way. That was a big thing for me, and I love his solution for that. So you'll have to listen out for that. There's a lot of really powerful things that we discuss. We're going to discuss Eric's story and how, why this, what really motivated him and and what was that whole impetus for him making these things a priority within his business and his family and, and what doing that actually did to his business. So you're going to hear how, how what changes you can make that are actually going to make you feel more fulfilled, happier, living with intention, and how that will reflect within your business. I love, love, love this conversation because there were so many reminders for me. He's got two great, amazing giveaways. So you'll want to make sure you listen to those at the end. One of them that I'm going to implement right away and share how, how it works for, for us and our family. Eric is such a, such a powerful guy and he talks about ROI, but not in the sense that, you know, ROI, it's going to have a whole different spin on it. And as entrepreneurs, we're so everything that we do is all about the ROI. What is the return on investment? Well, we're going to think about that a little bit differently today. So listen, listen through the whole thing. There's so many golden nuggets in this, and I'm excited for you to learn more and implement it into your life. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to dive into the topics that we're going to talk about. Summer, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, this is something that we have not talked about on this show before, and it's so important. But before we go into all of that, I'd love for you to share your story on why why your work became so important to you, because it's something that's very, it's very meaningful. And so there's got to be a really good story behind it. <laughs> yeah, there really is. Unfortunately, as most good stories, I think Disney kind of coined this, you have to lose a parent to tell a really good story. I hate to say that, uh, but that, that right? what ended yeah. up happening to me. So I grew up in West, small town 
in West Texas. My dad was a veterinarian. My mom stayed at home. And up until about the seventh grade, like I had the idyllic life. I walked to school every day. I mean, I live in this small town. It's Mayberry-ish. I mean, life is going really well. My summer of my seventh grade year, my mom fell and broke her arm. And through various surgeries and things, it just would not heal. And she ended up getting a staph infection. And long story short, we buried my mom the day before I started my freshman year of high school. And that's hard enough. But my dad was a type A business owner. And we'll talk a little about this, but my dad was, my dad was doing everything that we tell all business owners to do, which is go focus on the business. You borrow a little bit of money to expand and you've got this great vision towards what you're doing. My dad was so focused in on the business that he missed the personal and family side of things that he should be focused on. And, and I, I hate to say that it's, you know, no one else was telling him to do any different. It's what everybody else was telling him to do but he didn't pay attention to getting the right medical insurance or the right life insurance. He's just running this veterinary practice and thinking about how he's going to expand and do everything. And so my mom's medical bills come piling in. I've got a little sister who's seven years younger than I am. My dad's trying to figure out each morning, you know, I've got a, he's a sole practitioner veterinarian. How does he go in and run his business or how does he take care of his kids? I mean, how does he make sure that they get to school and get everything that they need? So what I like to say is he had to choose every day between being Mary Poppins or being the business owner and running the business. And long story short, as it all catches up with him, my senior year, two months before I graduated high school, my dad filed bankruptcy. I'm getting ready to go off to college. And it was really at that moment that I was exposed to, I didn't completely understand what I was seeing at that moment, but is this idea that most business owners are focused on the wrong ROI. And what I mean by that is most business owners have this idea that what I've got to go get is return on investment. Return on investment is why I started this business to begin with. And what this entire experience taught me throughout my life and through my own experiences is that the truly successful businesses, the true opportunity is to focus on the right ROI, which is return on intention. I love that. Let me explain that real quick because there's actually two elements to it because return on investment is good in business, but you have to have, what's your return on intention? What are you intentionally running? Why, why did you start the business? What's the purpose of the business? Why is the business even here? But you can't even know that answer until you understand your return on intention inside of your family. Right. Wow. So what are you being intentional about and what are the outcomes you want to create for your family? When you understand your right ROI for your family, now you can focus on what the right ROI is for your business. And then and only then can you focus on the right, the next ROI, which is return on investment in your business. That's really powerful. (laughs) And especially because I think when you are focused on just the ROI there, even when it, even when the ROI is great, A lot of times people are like, but I'm still, I'm not feeling in alignment with, like, I don't feel fulfilled. Right. You know, there's some, there's something missing. And, you know, sometimes people are saying, well, it's because I'm not fulfilling a certain passion or, but I, I feel like this is for me, at least it, it shifts the way I think about things entirely. When you talk about intention and I don't just keep going. (laughs) Well, I mean, so let me tell you my own journey to discovering this, because I think that then helps paint the whole picture. I think your listeners will understand a little bit better. So 
I'm like my dad. I'm like a lot of business owners. I was chasing after the return on investment myself. I started my own practice about 15 years ago, and I'm doing everything that you're supposed to be doing in business. And I hit a point where I realized I was, the business was okay. It wasn't great. And what I like to say is most people are living a good story. You ask people how they're doing, like, I'm good. Focusing on the right ROI is where you get to live a better story. And I'll explain that a little bit more. But I was in the same place. I was like, people ask me how I'm doing. I'm good. As I've got my, my kids are around. I've got the business. It's bringing in some income. But I started looking around and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not as healthy as I should be. I'm not really, you know, I'm so focused on the business. I'm not taking care of my body. From a faith standpoint, I don't have any connection that really feels right. I'm just kind of feeling dark and in a lost place. And then my marriage was not good. My kids and I were not relating well to each other. And that continued on longer than it should have. And I had a friend of mine who was like, look, I really love you and think a lot of you, but I need to ask you why you hate your family. Oh. And I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, look, here's what I see. He goes, you, I was traveling about half the month to try and make our business be really, really successful at this time. He goes, look, here's the deal. You are on the road all the time. You're never home. And all I have to assume is if that's the case, you just love your business more than you love your family. So you must just hate your family. And I was like, look, that's not cool. That's not right. And he said, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to test me with something. I want you to just see what it would look like if you would live your life more intentional towards your family and forget about the business for a little while. Is the business is doing well enough, but come home and spend time at home. Focus on your family. Be intentional about them and think about the unintended consequences you might be reaping right now by not being home for your kids, not being there for your wife, not being connected the way that you should be with friends and community. He goes, think about all of that. He goes, come home and every single morning, I want you to start by focusing on your family. I want you to focus on your health. I want you to focus on your faith. And when that's done, then go into the office and see what happens. And I did that and it was like within a month things began to change. So I got to the point of like, wow, so I'm being intentional with my family. Now I have an opportunity to see what's happening and my business started to accelerate. I'm like, okay, well, so if this works- hard? I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, like, was that hard to do though? Because as, you know, as business owners, entrepreneurs, you become, it's almost like obsessed with, with your business. And that's every day you're looking at, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. So then to all of a sudden, I mean, was it like a sudden thing? Was it a gradual thing? Was it hard? Was it catching yourself and going, oh, shoot, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus over here instead. I mean, what you know was what? that like? So it was hard from one sense that it's hard to make a change. But I mean, you've heard of people who like just decided they were going to stop smoking cigarettes and just stopped one day. Yeah. I was at a point, to be honest with you, Summer, I was so miserable. Like I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I recognized that, you know, I'm, you know, I could look at my body and see, man, I'm just, I'm not healthy. I could see my connection to my kids and my wife. I mean, I will tell you, my son, Austin, my middle one looked at me one year in the middle of this entire story. And he was like, you keep telling me that next year you're going to stop traveling so much and next year keeps coming. And so next year's never coming, is it? Wow. So when your kids are calling you on it and you're like, oh, wow. You know, and you're, you're reaping that at home. 
I was the guy who said, I'll, I was kind of so miserable. I was like, I'll try anything. You know, I will do anything. And this, it just began my own transformation. And then it happened in a way so crazy, but it, within a month, like my life had transformed so much that I hardly recognized myself. My family like was kind of like, what are you doing here? (laughs) And I will tell you that I even had some skepticism for them from them for a little while. I was like, why are you doing this? Why are you around more? Why are you, you know, what's going on? And, (laughs) but it started creating better relationships again with my wife and, and with my kids. And then, you know, it's, started losing a little bit of weight and feeling better. And what I found is I had so much more focus at work that I was getting so much more done. And then I started, like I said, I started applying this to my teams and my business and it just started accelerating from there. And it was like, I didn't have a choice but to embrace it because the results were so real. Right. Well, let's talk about how, because let's be honest, you know, people are thinking, especially my listeners, entrepreneurs, they're going, wait a minute. So doing that actually accelerated your business? You know, they're still thinking about it. So (laughs) how did, you know, how did that happen? Because that sounds like the dream of being able to feel fulfilled, connected with your family, having, you know, be intentional and also have your business be rocking. Right. So the first thing that happened was just around the idea of I automatically felt better by being home. So a lot of our business success, whether we realize it or not, comes down to clarity of our mind and purpose. Mm, yep. So our ability 100% to in, agree. Yeah. So our ability to go into business and operate at 100% or 110% or whatever we do as entrepreneurs really comes down to our own clarity. So within a very short amount of time, flipping this around, I was better rested. I mm-hmm. felt more connection. So I felt better purpose. I was feeling better myself. So I came into the office with a different energy, right? Yeah. So that already starts. The next thing that happened was going, okay, wow, wait. So this worked at home. What if this works in business the same way? And it's not exactly the same because business is business and personal is personal. But what if I looked at my employees the same way I looked at my family? And what if I started empowering them? and started giving them their own purpose and their own connection and started empowering the business inside of its purpose. And what if we actually looked at these values, core values and everything that we have on the wall and they weren't just words on a wall, but they were actually driving us towards a greater purpose and towards something better that we were doing. And then so over time, I start having these similar type conversations and empowering my employees. Well, guess what? They start getting excited and they get an energy. And now not only am I bringing a fresher energy to the business every day, but the employees and the purpose of the business is coming together in a way every single day with a greater energy and a greater focus. And that just in itself is the recipe for a business to do really well. I mean, it's almost like you, you can't fail that way. Right. I want to say it's impossible. Well, but when you've got that energy and focus, it's almost impossible. Oh, absolutely. And I'm just thinking of like, you know, we all know, we all know that feeling when we've had moments of that. If it's not consistent, we've had those moments or those periods where you're like, wow, I feel like I'm on fire. Everything's yeah. like in alignment. I'm so productive because like you said, you have that clarity, you have purpose. And when you have that, 
you are just so driven. It's like you do, you feel unstoppable. That's it. I mean, one of the, but the hardest part of being, and I would imagine most of your listeners, this would be the case, but because it's most of the business owners I meet is most business owners are type A driven personalities. And what we don't know how to do really well is rest and take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's that priority. If you ultimately get down to what happened, what did I change? What is return on intention? Return on intention is about rest and taking care of yourself. And it's in its simplest form. That's exactly what it is. It's actually saying the most important thing is not this business. The most important thing is me. Right. And we live in yeah. a Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so the next, you know, objection to that would be, well, I can't do that. That's so selfish. Or I can't do that. Too many people are counting on me. I can't just go off and, and do something to take care of myself. Right. And that's the lie we're all being fed. Right. Is that in taking care of ourselves, we're somehow harming someone else or we're robbing someone else. And what I found and the reason that this, you know, focus on the right ROI, return on intention became such an important part of my message and such an important part of our business, not only how we run our business, but on how we partner and help other people was that what we found is that everyone's being fed the lie. Everybody's being fed the lie that I've got to sacrifice, that I've got to give up. And in doing that, I'm a martyr or a hero or whatever. And what we miss is the fact that if we're not healthy, if we're not taken care of, then the most important person inside the business is not functioning at their best. Yeah. And so this, you know, the person who's driving the vision, the person who's driving the energy, and it's this idea, I, I think you said it so well, that's what I was about to say was that it comes across in one sense as selfish. But I like to think of it more like this is, I don't know if you've heard the story or not, but there's a story of the two people who spent all day chopping down trees in a forest. And one guy did not stop. He went all day long. And the other person who was chopping down trees stopped every 45 minutes and took a 15-minute break. Mm. And at the end of the day, the person who took a 15-minute break every day had cut down considerably more trees than the person who had chopped trees all day long. And it's like, well, what happened? Why did the person who took a 15-minute break chop down more trees? Well, in that 15 minutes, they were sharpening their axe. Yeah. And this about flipping this on its head, I'm focusing on your return on intention is taking time to sharpen your own axe so that when you come in, you are more productive, you are more focused, and you're more on point on what it is you're doing. Hey, everyone. Did you know that for a limited time, I'm teaching free live webinars on why your marketing isn't working and how to fix it? In it, I'll be teaching the five-part marketing plan that will increase your revenue, save you a ton of hours, and get you feeling confident that you are using marketing that is growing your business. You can find out more information at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash marketing. That's www.thedrawshop.com forward slash marketing, and you can pick a time that works for you. All right, back to the episode. And that is why I use the words return on intention. Yeah. 
because what would it look like to take an audit all the way back to your personal life right now and take an audit of where you sit and play the movie out on your current return on intention? What are the, and, and this is what I tell most people, most people are reaping an unintended consequences inside of their ROI, the return on intention that they don't realize are even happening. Yeah. So, I mean, I hate to, go to the ugly places, but I mean, do you end up, do you end up so disconnected from your spouse that it ends up in divorce? Do you end up so disconnected from your kids that it leads them to addiction? Does it lead them to just being completely disconnected? And then what was the purpose of the return on investment in the business to begin with? If you, if that's what you reap from your current return on intention and you're focused so on the business and not focused on the things that matter, what was it all worth when you got to the end anyway? Exactly. And it sounds like for a lot of people, I mean, even, even yourself included, sometimes it gets, you get to that, such that point of unhappiness mm. that you'll just do anything. That's right. <laughs> it's like, you know what? It's easy for me to just take this, you know, a, a risk or whatever it feels like at the time, because what, what's going to be worse might, might as well just try it. Yeah. But, I, and it's unfortunate that it gets to that point, but yeah, it's common with entrepreneurs that that happens. You know, it, it gets to that, oh my gosh, so disconnected and I finally had to do something. And mm-hmm. if only they had done it sooner, they think, right. wow. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, Summer, I'll tell you this. I mean, this is the thing that really probably it drives me every day for what we do. And again, helping families and businesses live a better story. That's what we say that our mission is. And it comes down to this fact that is we've worked with and partnered with families, it's like the whole, the whole world is lying to us. Hollywood is lying to us. I mean, what they're telling us is this is how you do it. You go focus on the return on investment. You got to build wealth. You get it. And so the entire formula of the world that we sit in gives us a certain path. So I would even tell you to your listeners is like, I, I don't even blame people for where they are because it's the only thing they've ever been told to do. Yeah. But the, here are the facts of what I know about our business and what we find. So when we work with business owners, and I said, we take it all the way back to what's your personal ROI, return on intention. That's the very first place we start. Where are you personally? And when, we, when we've been able to take couples and bring them back to their core and sit them down in a very specific way and say, let's help you uncover your return on intention. And let's talk about what, you're, what outcomes you're wanting to achieve. And then we pull out all the financials and all the legal documents and everything that somebody's put together that might have helped them create that. I'm going to tell you, I have yet to have a family that all of their professionals putting it together, they're achieving more than 50% of what they're intending to have happen. Wow. It's because no one's asked them to look at the unintended consequences, to look at how it's going to go because we live in an entire world that's so focused on you win especially as a business owner, how do you win as a business owner? You win at the exit. Right. You win when you sell for the big dollars. So how do we pile it higher and wider and bigger? And that's the win. Well, what did it cost your family? Mm -hmm. What did it cost you from a marriage standpoint? And can we, but the beautiful part is for those families that we can ask that and help them to get them on intention. Now, some really cool things start to happen because now the purpose is on the family. The purpose is on a, 
an intentional future, an intentional outcome that they want to have happen. And so you get them really clear on what they want to have happen inside of their personal life. Then we go look at business and say, okay, so what's the intention of the business? And in looking at the return on intention inside the business, it's better inside a business because most people go into business at least with some sort of purpose. So most people are missing about 40% of their intention inside of their business with the way that they're building it. But imagine if you had your personal ROI, your personal return on intention lined up with your business return on intention. What we then find is that now you can really accelerate business results. And the great news is it's not just you because you've invested in your family, you've invested in your employees, and everyone's excited and energized and on purpose behind the direction of the business. So in one sense, instead of being this hard thing to do, it's actually a lot easier because you're on purpose and on point and you know exactly why you're making each decision. And then I don't want to take us necessarily where we don't need to go, but it's also really easy then to also say no to things that would just distract you from your purpose. Yes, totally. Which is so important. <laughs> well, I mean, it, as business owners, I know this. I'm, so I'm, I'm distracted by the shiny object as easy as anyone else is. So somebody brings in, hey, you ought to do this with your business or this or that. And it's a shiny object that you know, could take you off course if you're not really clear on what it is you're building, why you're building it, and why it matters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I find myself there. I've had to get very disciplined on what I say no to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk a little bit more about employees and what are things that people could do right now, you know, if or just to start thinking about that could help their them, themselves, you know, really focusing on that ROI and also bringing that into the business with with employees. Like, what are if if there were just a few things that they could do right now just to open that box up? What would yeah, that let be? Me, let me do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it under a structure of how we think about it, and then I'll go right into that. So, okay, the way that we lay everything out is we start with greatness, which is why your story matters. And that's really about uncovering who are the people inside and outside the business that are going to be impacted by the way that you live out your story. And then we look at growth, which is what is the current ROI or return on intention inside your story so that you know, okay, what, what am I reaping from an unintended or intended consequence standpoint in my family and in my business? And at that point, that we've done those two things, then we get into this part, which is about employees and about family, which is about governance. And governance could be inside or outside the business. Let's talk about it specifically inside the business. So inside of governance, we have four things that we encourage people to look at when you run your business. First is values. Second is vision. Then voice and venture. And values is just about making sure that everyone is working towards a common purpose and values inside of the business and what you actually stand for. Again, making sure that what you're doing is not just walls, not just words on a wall. And that's a big challenge for a lot of businesses because what you want are people, if you really want to get engaged with your employees, get them excited about a cause, get them excited about a purpose that is greater beyond themselves and what your business stands for and what it's doing. And they will, you know, work for you in a way that you've never seen before. That's been our experience, not only in our own business, but also in helping other business owners. But the next piece, which I think is the one that you're really talking about here, that is probably my favorite is vision, which Mm -hmm. is how do you grow your people and get to know them professionally, personally, and then this one might make some people uncomfortable, but I'll unpack it a little bit, but as well as spiritually. 
Yeah. And professionally, we get, you know, they come into the office eight to five every day, they work. But this is the question I ask a lot of business owners is how committed are you really to developing your employees professionally? Are you committed to them being so excellent and so good at what they do that you might even risk losing them? Because you've prepared them so well for their job and made them so good at what they do. And here's what I found is if you provide the right culture of everything else around them, you don't lose them. Yeah. But are you prepared to invest in them so much that they keep accelerating and keep gaining and keep growing? Because now if, each, if you invest in each one of your employees that way, think of what incredible assets you're creating in each one of your employees. I mean, one of the things we talk about as business owners is this idea that we'd like to not have to do as much work in each, every area, each and every area of our business. Well, how do you do that? Well, you raise up incredibly strong people who can take each one of those pieces away from you along the way that you're growing your business. So that comes down to professionally, but that's just eight to five. What about personally? How do you yeah. know your employees personally? And that is just a question of, understanding that at five o'clock or whatever time your employees get off, they go home to a situation that you may or may not know anything about. So they've got their own stresses. They've got their own frustrations. They've got their own irritations. They've got everything going on. And if you have no idea what's going on, how much of that might they be bringing into the office that's affecting everything else that's going on Mm -hmm. and you're not connected to it at all? And then the last piece is spiritually. And what I look at from this standpoint is each one of us have a spiritual element to us where maybe it's just counseling, maybe it's prayer, maybe it's, but just connecting to people on a deeper level of a deep concern and a deep understanding of who you are and your overall purpose. And so the question is, okay, so Eric, those all sound like good ideas. How do you actually do that? Well, the way that we've got that structured in our business and the way we encourage other businesses to do that is through, you know, we say take a supervisor and our recommendation is that each supervisor doesn't have more than three or four reports because it's hard to know more than about four people this way. But so, and then we encourage them to invest in at least every two weeks, a 30 to 45 minute one-on-one time with them where they own the meeting. Not you, Uh the person, the employee comes to the meeting, owning the meeting, and it's what are the things that are on your mind? And I will tell you, in our business and with other business, our encouragement is is that you spend less than 5% of the time talking about business. Oh, yeah. And let them own that meeting. And if you only have four reports, it's not really that hard to do. And and so, if you structure your your organization, organization chart this way and empower your people, it becomes incredible, an incredible way to relate to them. I, I'll tell the story because it just happened. I just went to lunch with a woman who has been employed by me for the entire time we've been in business. She was my first employee and is now running our entire operations and compliance systems. But we went to lunch and so I'm taking my oldest off to college and we spent most of lunch talking about what it was like for her two years ago when she took her oldest off to college. You know, and here's the things you need yeah. to remember. And here's so she was in, it was her one on one time. And what she wanted to talk about was investing in me in this transition I'm about to go through. Wow. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's the same. Th- I'm going to tell you if you went in and did this in your business, 
the exact same thing that happened with my family when I started turning things upside down and they're like, you're crazy. Why are you around? What are you doing? The same thing's going to happen with your employees. The first few times they're going to be like, what are we doing again? <laughs> yeah. Why are we in this meeting? <laughs> but it's the authenticity of showing up every single time. And as you get to know them, then you can understand things that are going on. I, I'll give you another example. I've got another report of mine and we were in a meeting yesterday and I could tell something was off. And we got off the phone and I just picked up the phone and called. I said, hey, what is going on? What's happening? And we had about a five to 10 minute conversation. And there were some personal things going on and they felt comfortable to share. But the only reason they felt comfortable to share is because we've been building this relationship of knowing them professionally, personally, and spiritually for a number of years. But it changes the dynamic of employment. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. It's not just coming in eight to five for a job, right. something that you do and, and really connecting their, their purpose with what your intention is. I mean, that is, it is really magical. And I've experienced that just within my own business and not with every, every employee. Sure. Yeah. But the ones that I have, those are the ones that, that stick. <laughs> right. So, well, and so I can't have that with every employee, but someone in the business should have that with every employee. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask that. I was going to say, you know, I know that management level positions within our business do have that and Mm. it's closer than I have with those certain people, but then I have that with my management level positions. And I was going to ask you that there's all different sizes of teams. So you could be a, a, you know, a, a small team under 10, you could be 20, you could be 500. How do you do that? And so I'm so glad that you said that because I think some people are going, how do I do that? Well, again, go back to the number I said. What when we when so I this is not new to me. I picked this up. There's a group out of Lubbock, Texas called Beat and Bow Homes, and they started this inside of their business. And so they taught it to me. So no original ideas out there, but their recommendation and one we've continued and we share with business owners as we help them is no more than four per manager. It's so great. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because it's hard to go deep with more than four people. And it would be, and then it would also maybe feel like a burden or because what we want this to be is a natural extension of how you're doing business and what you're doing. Right. Exactly. And not a distraction. It's so great. That's so great. I love that. And, and four is, is perfect. And you said, and how long did you say those, those you, you create those meetings? So How it's about 40 say? to 45 minutes. One of the things okay. that we found to be really valuable. So we started out doing them in the office. And then what we found is we ended up talking about work. And, you know, we're trying to, this meeting is not supposed to be more than about five minutes about work. And we'd end up talking about work things and the phone would ring or things would happen. So what we do and what we've encouraged people to do is go out, get a cup of coffee, go out to lunch, go get out of the office environment and get mm-hmm. to a place where it's more comfortable to have conversations that aren't centered on work. That's great. I love that. I think just just that alone out of this this whole interview, there's so many valuable nuggets here, but that's just that's I mean that's really really powerful because your team I mean you know this as as a business owner your team is is everything, you know. <laughs> well, and you're Oh my gosh. What we started talking about, you're putting your return on intention, now they have their you're basically understanding what their intentions are. Yeah, and those can come together in a way that it's so crazy. I, I sometimes have to stop and shake my head because it's so baffling. Because 
all of us want this return on investment, but we want it without the return on intention. And it's right. just like, slow down, focus on what you're being intentional about. And it's like the return on investment comes because everyone, yeah, like you said, it, you just end up in this magical place. It's crazy. Well, and it's the same as, you know, going back to the family, it's the same thing there. I mean, when, whatever, whatever you're trying to accomplish, which for most of us is, is that feeling of fulfillment and, and happiness and having that, that gratitude feeling of, of being in this wonderful moment. And usually that comes from connection, feeling connected to a purpose, to a human, a relationship. Yep. And so being able to do that, you know, if, if, if there are issues going on with the family, with, with, a, with a child or teenagers or whatever is going on or your spouse, it's because there's that lack, there's that disconnect. And it's the same within your team. It's like, well, this person's kind of slacking. This isn't happening. Well, are they, is there anyone that they're connected to? Are they having a voice or is it just, I'm here for my job. And then boom, like you said, I'm going back home to whatever stresses or whatever is going on in, in their life. So to have that connection and feel like all the things that you're doing in your life every day, somebody's listening, somebody right. cares and there's intention behind it. I mean, it, it, it's true. It's like, how could you not be productive? How could you not achieve those, the goals that, that you want without, without those feelings? Those are the feelings that bring you there. It's like the, it's the juice. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the one thing that we, we live in a world that tells us we need to compartmentalize everything. And yes, we do. That is so true. And, and I think a lot, oh my gosh, yes. And, and so many entrepreneurs think that way. Pull the com- quit compartmentalizing. Yeah. And it's gonna, and your listeners are going to be like, what? No, that's totally contrary to what everyone ever is telling. No, stop compartmentalizing because everything, because what you end up doing, everything affects everything else. And if you compartmentalize, then what you do is you can't, you, you've got a stress maybe hanging over your family. So you've got to come into a business situation. And because I've got to compartmentalize, then what I've got to do is put on a mask and be someone I'm not for the time that I'm here, giving you less than my best because the world tells me I have to compartmentalize. Right. I would, yep, this, this so came to me, I would encourage your listeners back in November, Simon Sinek wrote a book called The Infinite Game. If you want to get down to really what we're talking about is, you know, the traditional return on investment type in business as Simon would describe it would be a finite game. Mm-hmm. And what return on intention is about is about playing an infinite game, meaning I'm playing to do well, but I'm also playing to have an impact and an influence and create transformation in everyone I touch, whether it's my family or my employees or my vendors or my customers. And that is working towards something that really matters and something that makes a real difference in all aspects of your life. Right. Absolutely. I love Simon, by the way. <laughs> it's That book uh, has turned into the, my favorite business book of all time. And it just came out. No, and that's time. awesome. You know, we'll, we'll make sure we put a link to that too. I like to anything that, that we mentioned. I want to make sure that people can get their hands on it. Speaking of which... Yes. Because there's so much more to Eric than, than we've gotten on this on this show. But you do you do so many in, incredible things with with your client, with your business. And I would love for our listeners to be able to find out even more about you if, if possible, if yeah. they're interested in working with you, where where can we send them? Yeah, so paradium.org, P-A-R-A-D-I-E-M. It means beyond the day. So paradium.org is our website. Also, we've got two things I'll make available to you. The first is if you're a business owner and you're just like, I just want to know where I am in my intention 
and in my opportunity? And am I just going after return on investment or am I really looking at return on intention? Am I living a good story or what would it look like to live a better story? We offer a free business appraisal. And so you could just at eric at paradigm.org, you just send an email and all you have to say is put in the tagline appraisal. That's it. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. The second thing I'll offer, and we didn't get into this a whole lot because we talked a lot about business, but family is so important and relating to your family is so important that we've created something we call a family impact kit. And it is one day of different exercise. It's not quite a full day, but there's about four or five different exercises that you could do over time or in one day of connecting with your family in a deeper way and through purpose like you never had before. And so again, send me an email, eric at paradigm.org. And again, all you have to put in the title is Family Impact Kit and it's free. We send you all the downloads. You work through it at your timing and what's comfortable to you. But the families who have worked with worked through it have been like, wow, this was cool. This was a great way for us to get more connected to us and help improve my own personal ROI. Eric, I... I and I want that. <laughs> so be, I want to get that from you. My husband and I do a blended family podcast. Oh, awesome! We, we've done together because we've got we we came together two kids each, and we we've been blended for almost thirteen years now. And that I was just like, oh my gosh, that would be so valuable to to my listeners over there. I want to I want to do it ourselves and then report on what happened for us on that podcast. I think that's so awesome. I, I just got chills right when you said that. I was like, oh, that'll be so great. We have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, when you report, I want to make sure you tell, I want to know. I want to know how it was. Oh. oh, absolutely. I will for sure. Wow. Thank you so much. This is so valuable. As always, I'm like, we could go on. There's so <laughs> many. I mean, we, we just hit on a couple of things and I've got this, all of these things that I, that I, could easily dive into. So I'll probably have to have you back on here because I know there's some other things in terms of business and then separately family that I think we should, we should. So it, I'd love to have you back. If, I if would love to be back. back. You, you name the date. It would be great. All right. Perfect. Thank you so, so much. This has been so fabulous. I love it when I walk away with so much new information and things that I'm going to do within my family and business. So it's, it's a win-win. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that my journey could bless your journey. Let's say that. Well, that's, that's the beautiful thing about our journeys and especially when we share them. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time.